Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Damn Your Tall podcast. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, a.k.a. Fee, a.k.a. Fifi J. Also with Graham, the other host, my husband, a.k.a. Sir Reads A Lot, a.k.a. Riedel Stillskins. I really feel like you need to sit down with a book and just go through and put together. Yeah, probably. But I'm not going to because I come up with them on the spot because I can because it's my podcast and I can do whatever I want. So I like that. That was um, something. You're just a hater. So coming up on this week, I have some random stuff that I want to just talk about. First one is I have in my notes that I just wrote down is Bose sunglasses. And I was telling you about this before we started. They're like sunglasses, but they have like a speaker. And you can run with them and you won't have to have two separate things. And they're like little speakers on them. I, I, I got to look up and see how much these things cost. I know they're like super expensive, but I was just wondering. I was like, what, what if you just set them down somewhere? They're going to steal all of your like hundreds of dollars of like your music and eyewear. So you'll be squinting and then you'll have to walk back listening to no music <laughs> or run. Oh, okay, here they are. They're Bose Frames Sports Audio Sunglasses. Polarized lenses. Black. You can get them at Best Buy. Never thought he would be buying sunglasses at Best Buy, but I guess they are Bose related and they are $250. Yeah. 200 I guess the first versions were $199.95, so $200. That doesn't sound like it's really a lot of money compared to like Ray-Bans or whatever. I don't know. Ray-Bans, I feel like, are cheaper. Well, I guess, would you want, would you buy these? If you had indisposable income, I'll say, because I know you're like, I would never spend money on these. I still wouldn't spend money on them, even if I had just a giant pile of money. What? Okay, let's see. Ray-Bans. Oh, well, okay, 204. The original Wayfarers. What? Why are the black ones more expensive? What? No. I don't want unlocked access. So $204 for Ray Pants. For like just regular sunglasses. That's like the highest end. I think, yeah, 204 for some sunglasses. That's a little much. You're just basically paying for the name because they look like basic ass sunglasses sorry if you have ray-bans I, I know you're like oh yeah i got i got these fancy ones but they're just sunglasses i have a ton of sunglasses in my car because i like to switch them out but these bows are still more expensive i'm just wondering how they'll sound i mean i guess if you're pointing the audio back along the supports maybe so here's how they look. So I guess, you know, your ears are somewhere in this area. And I guess, well, here's a guy wearing them. Yeah, see? So they basically just moved the speakers ahead of your ears, is what they did. Yes. And there's a nice black man wearing them. Well, good for that black man. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'd rather just stick with my headphones. And sunglasses. That way you'd be like, oh, I let me set these down for a second. Oh crap. I, I left them somewhere and there's $250 down the drain. I just keep seeing commercials for it now because we're in that another topic point I guess I wanted to have is Christmas commercials I've already seen. Which I guess is nothing new, but You're already seeing Christmas commercials? Yep. On YouTube, there is a Hobby Lobby, and people I've seen. I went to Best Buy like this week to get that gift card, and they're already getting ready for their Black Friday and all this. Is like, can you even have Black Friday with Rona around? Like, is that a thing? I don't think Rona's going to allow us to have one. I I don't think you can. Well, it looks like uh, they're still trying to because you know, gotta spend that money. 
how to keep businesses alive, especially small businesses. That's probably how they make most of their money is like, you know, that was it shop small businesses on what Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they invented that digital Monday or whatever. Cyber Monday. I like mine more. Digital Monday. It's Cyber Monday, which I don't understand. You could just buy TVs are super cheap now. I went to Best Buy and there's like a 70 inch TV for like $300. It's like they're like uh, cheaper than PlayStation 5. It, we're getting to the point where the walls that he talks about in Fahrenheit 451, where your entire wall is a screen, is a realistic possibility. Yeah, like Samsung, I was watching one of the tech reviewers and he had basically a TV that was like super thin. It hasn't been released yet, but it just sticks on your wall. That's what we're about to start getting ahead is basically just stick it on your wall at some point. It's like, all right, once you stick it on there, that's it. You can't move it. <laughs> it's not like the one little tax we can pull them off and keep moving them. It's not that. That's, so I hope you don't move. That's a bit much. Well, I don't think that's how it is, but yeah, they're like getting super thin. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like we're still trying to, I think we're going to go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving because the Rona cases are spiking up here in the Midwest again, of course, because people wear their damn mask and stay away from each other. And now people want to have their hot girl summer and spring, and we about to have this dusty ass fall and dusty ass winter. <laughs> what? It's the truth. That's what's gonna happen. Everybody's like, hey, it's so warm outside. I wanna have a spring and summer. And then you're gonna be like, ah oh, shit, now I gotta stay inside where it's all depressing outside. Can't do anything. Well, I've been trapped inside, so yeah. I mean, you can go outside. Literally, you can just walk around. It's actually a really nice day today. I went on a walk today. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh Round of applause for you. Round of applause, sir. And that pack of kids that was hanging out across the street was out walking around. I think they just got off school. Yeah, you keep letting them touch Boeing. I'm like, I don't know what those kids have. Also, I didn't have the dog with me because I wanted to actually walk instead of drag him through reality. Yeah, that's true. He is a, like we always say, he's a very bad one. But his brother will be here, and, and he'll be pulling you, so you'll be at the opposite ends. One will be pulling, one will be dragging. You'll be like, wee! Yeah, it's kind of funny to leash the two of them together, because they never wind up developing an effective system to work together. Sal is always pulling, and Boeing is always dragging. They never reach a point where they're both like halfway. It's just constant. Oh, I do have that rope. Maybe we can like string them together so they have to walk. So if Sal's dragging Boeing, would that work? No, they'll just keep dragging. Sal will just keep dragging Boeing and they'll just keep going. And then periodically Boeing will get um, a bunch of energy and grab the leash and run the other direction. But yeah, he's terrible. Run. He'll run. Yeah, he actually will run. I yeah, highly doubt that. I mean, brother harassment is always worth it. I guess so. Oh, we've kind of got off the topic. But yeah, I've already started seeing Christmas commercials because, I mean, next week is Halloween and we're going to my aunt's house and we're going to have conies and lots of candy. She's still doing trick or treating. She's just going to have like the the like table out in her driveway and just like go on and get the candy from a distance. Like, go on if. I mean, if we have any, like last year, we had like one person come because it was snowing. So hopefully the weather holds up this time. It seems like it might be better. So that's what we're going to be doing. And then we got Thanksgiving and then Christmas, which we're going up to your parents' house again. So because my aunt's not doing the huge get together. So which kind of sucks, but I guess we'll go up and see. Hopefully they have a lot of lights up there in Naperville. We could see all the houses decorating and the the dueling houses. That'll be fun. That always is fun because people really go all out up there. Yeah, they have 
indisposable like income up there and they're just like oh light bill who cares light it up like people's whole houses are just lit i feel bad for the neighbors across the street that have like a tree with like maybe some string of lights like my eyes it burns yeah it burns you like the empire apparently yes you know i don't like the light i am kind of like a vampire i could sit in the dark and just like watch on my computer which i don't know if it's good or bad for your eyes i'm assuming it's good my eyes are fine right now she's doing that thing where one of her eyes starts drifting and she stares at me what no she's doing it again (laughs) so yeah that's pretty much our plan for the holiday festivities and maybe go back down to Chicago and get some more Garrett's popcorn. Oh my God. It's so good. If you've never been to Garrett's, you live in Chicago. What have you been doing with your life? And you got to get it straight. Like I know your parents are trying to be healthy. I'm like, I get this popcorn like once a year. I'm getting a straight caramel and I want a bag. Just give me a bag full of popcorn. I should just get like a tote. Just go in there and be like, fill this up one of the bags that we've got for carrying clothes in just fill it up yeah pretty much i think that would be great but i guess there's there's different flavors you got the caramel which is the best one then you got cheese and then you got plain i think there's something else right or is that it they have a few others but their core three are what you mentioned yeah so i remember your brother got me like you know, he got us a tin, and it had the caramel, cheese, and then, I think, plain. First of all, you get plain popcorn there, you're stupid, because you're spending money on plain-ass popcorn. And then the cheese is like, people just eat the cheese because that's, like, the last thing. You're like, oh, well, I guess. Cheese. And then the caramel, that's where you go to. The caramel popcorn is so freaking good. Oh, my God, it's delicious. It's just straight sugar, but it's so good. And I know your parents, they mix the plane and the caramel. And I'm like, they barely give you any caramel when you do that. They give you more plain than anything. Then your mom's like, oh, you're going straight, straight caramel. I was like, yeah, no need for mixing. Or the Chicago, was it cheese and caramel? Like, ew, I don't want that either. Yeah, that is pretty gross. But after I went in there, like some lady came in and she's like, I'll take the Chicago mix. I was like, ew. I almost did that out loud. I felt like that lady was like, bitch, what? Just, ew. Just get the caramel, lady. Here, I'll bag it for you. Get the caramel. Screw the cheese. We got some this past weekend because he went up to the Chicago Museum of Art. Is that what it's called? Or is it some fancy art name? I stand firmly by, if you are from the Chicago area, it is simply the Art Institute. It is not the AIC or any other such nonsense. It is just the Art Institute. Nerd. But we went there this weekend because we are members. Well, his parents are members and they can get up to four people free. So we got to go right in before they opened it up, before all the artsy fartsies went in. And we saw Monet. Yes, they big thing on Monet um, featuring a lot of his so it, was, it was sort of a through his career type of look they did some like infrared photography and things like that looking at how some of the paintings had developed from his original layout and then you know like over painting boats adding wharfs things wharves excuse me things like that um, and then they had all the art institute already had like seven or eight of his haystacks. So they had those all together and um, they had some of his lily pond. I thought they were kind of interesting. Um, Like most impressionists at times, it does a very good job of expressing an emotion. Other times to my mind, in large part, because it's all landscapes is kind of, eh, it doesn't really do anything for me. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Your mom really didn't seem to like it. I thought it was interesting just how there were so many colors and splotches on top of everything and how they dug, like, here's what's underneath this and here's what's underneath that. And I thought that was pretty cool. There was, like, a little five to ten minute video on what they did and 
like it, like you said, infrared stuff. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And you had to get a ticket in order to go to that. And we got there. They opened up at 10, I believe. And it takes about like 45 minutes to get there. And of course, you got to park. So we got that all straightened out. We left pretty early and we got to go in. And since we're members, it's free because I think it was basically sold out to like the public. Because, you know, of course, with guidelines and everything, you only, can only have so many people in there to do it. But members, if you come, you can go see it whenever you want. You just have to tell them your name and you have to wait if you, uh, want to go in in case like you know it's overcrowded but you get first dibs they also had an el greco whose greek name i can't remember which isn't a surprise everyone knows it was el greco um this one was focused more on his studio and how he went into large-scale production of his artworks which from a technical direction was kind of interesting but from Felicia's perspective, was not very good. Oh, was that the one we had to wait? Your mom was upset because she's like, I thought that guy put our name down. Well, first of all, we had to wait. So we went down to like the bottom level and looked at f- photos of something. And I was like, I don't really like this. So I left and I just left you guys. It was photos of South Africa, but they were black and white landscapes with minimal information. So to my mind, they were a waste. Um, <laughs> you can do it with color, but just black and white photos of empty buildings. And then you have a little thing saying, Oh, this is a base of a notorious uh, pro apartheid murder police organization. Nah, it doesn't do it. Doesn't do it at all. But anyways, we went from, we went from there to the El Greco. Yeah, but oh, before then, I went and saw the little miniature houses, little miniatures. I thought that was pretty cool. I could have stayed longer in there, but it started to get crowded. I was like, I gotta kind of breeze through because there's too many people. But I thought it was pretty interesting. There's a lot of detail in there. And then we went to the the Greco, right? The Gecko. Gecko Greco. (laughs) The the Gek Greco. Yeah, I didn't really like it. It was a lot of. I don't know. It was weird. I just didn't like it. I guess art is subjective, right? Well, it was a lot of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Not saying that I hate Jesus, but it was just like, he looked really, his face looked distorted and weird. And there was just a lot of it. And I was just like, "Eh, I don't get it. And just a lot of like religious-y pictures. I mean, he was doing it in counter-reformation Spain, which makes sense. But as I mentioned, since they were going... Here is how he would work in his studio. They would show you sort of like this is the original, and these are all the various things they would spin off of the composition. They would spin off of the composition. So it was very, very repetitive if you were looking at like what Felicia was, which is understandable. It's a fair amount of look at it. Yeah, there'd be four paintings almost identical of jesus on the cross and el greco has a very elongated style he does sort of almost a orthodox iconography yeah so i kind of just i was like uh, i'll just kind of breeze through this <laughs> which i kind of did and i was like okay now i'm gonna do pokemon go community because <laughs> i basically had seen because we've i mean it's a big museum and you can see things like that you haven't seen before but the two exhibits basically was Monet and the Gecko. And I never knew about those miniatures, so I might have to go back whenever we go back there and take a look at those more in depth. I'm, I'm sorry we should have shown them to you because those are a very famous part of their collection. Oh, I didn't even know about those. Y'all took me to those booty pictures in there. I was like, I went down and saw a bed and it's trying to be all artsy. I was like, I did get to people watch, so that was fun. Yeah, sometimes their modern art section is lame. I'll, I'll... Lame. People try too hard. Although it is subjective, I could be just not have the eye for the art, but yeah, it was <clears throat> lame. Lame. I mean, they've also had a William Eggleston exhibit, so, you know. 
on you got to look at your pictures that your mom hates of what's that guy's name again? Ivan Albright. They have four of his pieces there, I think, and they're all wonderful. I love all of them. So basically his art style is like dead decaying type of like zombie. Well, I wouldn't say zombie. It's just like dead and decaying. It's dark. I think it's pretty interesting, but your mom thinks it's creepy. And I pulled a picture up and I was like, what is it? I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this. And she's like, ah, every time I pull it up. So (laughs) if she's listening to this, she's gonna be like, ah, (laughs) next time I see her, that's the first thing I'll be like, ah. Just pull up one of those pictures because she hates the lady because she's like, oh, she's so creepy. And it's just like dead flowers and just decaying. I know it's all about the ephemerality of beauty and life itself. So, yes, it it hits very close. She really hates his portrait of Dorian Gray. Why? I don't know. I think it's his face. He's got a very cruel face. It's meant to be Dorian Gray near the end of the book when he's really depraved. Is he like like that or is he just like shriveled up or something? Yeah, he's all shriveled up and twisted. That's the one where the guy makes a magic painting. Everything bad that happens to him shows up in the painting and he looks fine. I'm sure you've heard of it. I probably have. You've probably seen references to it or something like that. I remember we walked by there. Your mom just like holding up her hands. She's like, ah, because of the first time you guys took me there. She's like, I can't look. It's just so gross. And also the first time I went there, we went to go like the big thing was like Whistler. Mom, right? Whistler's mom was there. It was a, a painting. Yeah. Whistler's mom is one of the one of their more famous pieces. Yes. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And, of course, you know, in the gallery, you're supposed to, be, you know, keep it, you got to talk like this. I'm doing ASMR. But that's how you're supposed to, like, you know, keep your voice down and, and let people in, take in and soak in the art. And I walked in there. I almost wanted to go, like, what are y'all looking at? It's just an old lady in a chair. <laughs> like, this is what y'all, I really looked at her like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is just an old lady in a chair, like, looking off in the distance. I didn't know she's looking off. She's probably like, I got a dust in here. Like, I need some more fruit. mm." And my house looking kind of dirty right now. That's what she looked like just sitting in the chair. And I was like, pass. They also have American Gothic, which you are a very big fan of. Was that the one with the people uh, in the park? You pulling it up? Because I remember we saw some pretty famous ones. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean the farmer people? Those? Yeah. yeah, that was that's another one that's very famous and everyone wants to go look at, even though you're kind of like, oh, oh okay. I don't know. Well, I think I did probably see that. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember this picture. It's been like, you know, it's. Well, then it immediately left your mind because it's not very notable. You're thinking of the various pointillism pieces they have there. The the big one where it's like a park scene. Yeah, I remember that. I like that one because it's so big. I like that one. I like the little people in their hats. Well, that's also because it's a whole bunch of French people out on a nice day. So, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. But I was just like Whistler's. Yep, yep. That's the one. He's just looking it up now. The full title being Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jette or Jatte, or J-A-T-T in Frog. I don't speak Frog. Ribbit, ribbit. Jatte? Is that a Jatte? I just used that. my French right there. You heard my French. Ribbit, ribbit. Oh, wow. Yeah, but that's the one. If you can look it up, that's the one that we saw. They have that there. So they have some pretty famous, like, pictures. Oh! We went to go see, what's the guy with the pop art guy? Uh, Andy Warhol? Yeah, we went to go see that, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I've heard of his name, you know, all that stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, we should go see it, and your parents were like, okay, and, you know, of course, it was like a lot, and this is before the Rona, and it was like a long line, but we, we got in because we were members, and I saw, like, the picture was the, well, the famous ones that I've seen, you see Marilyn Monroe and that little pop art stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen this, and I've seen different stuff. 
and then you see the was it the one with the makeup on it Mao Zedong with makeup on it I don't know what it's called but it's a that's in quarters yeah you see that and then you see a whole bunch of just like here's some Campbell's soup cans I'm like uh okay um okay and then you see like here's some VHS tapes playing over and over again I'm like oh all right here's just some random paper on the floor i feel like yeah it was very modern which is funny because he died like 50 years ago um but yeah we're mom dad and i all already did like warhol before we went in there and you got this idea that we're upset with you for making us go there no we enjoyed it because it allowed us to really (laughs) hate it not hate it, but really develop a much better understanding of why we don't like Warhol. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm sorry. And you're like, yeah, we don't really like him. I was like, well, why'd y'all make me go in there? I wouldn't have went. Because I was just kind of going by reputation to, to a certain extent. I didn't like some of the stuff. But then to see everything else, I was like, oh, yeah, I really don't like Warhol. And I now have a very firm footing for when someone wants to lecture me about like why Warhol is great. I can tell them to take a long walk off short pier. Yeah, that was just, uh, I didn't really, I mean, some people were just in there. Oh, this is great. Do you see the stroke of the way that can looks? And I'm like, bitch, this is a can on the floor. This is a whole bunch of can painted. I don't know if anyone was actually like that. One of the things I did notice is his thing with what he called the factory was basically vlogging. He was he was an artist who was vlogging his his production. So that really the existence of YouTube and video, Vimeo and everything else really pulled that out. But yes, there were people like, oh, I was listening. I people watch. I was listening to these people. They're just oh, oh my god, yes, that's that's great. I was like. It's just some boxes. Like, what? And then I just kind of browse through and I was just, you know, kind of trying to take all the stuff in and I just see a tape of just replaying something. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> okay. All right, Andy. Maybe it's I don't want to believe anyone was <laughs> impressed by it. Probably. So, yeah. That place is it's pretty awesome. It's so big, like, you can spend all day there and not finish it. Oh, absolutely. You can sit all day in just some of the galleries. I will say that Andy Warhol's whole thing was much better represented by Calvin and Hobbes comic strip, where he fit the whole problem of fine art, high art, commercial art, and everything else into four panels, expressed the whole thing. It was perfect. It was everything that needed to be said. It was not an entire career. Are you just hating on the man's art? It's subjective. Just because we didn't like it, there were people there that, like, were <gasps> like that gallery was packed. Like they would just lend everybody in. Like, all right, keep them coming, pop them in. You paid for this, go on. I wonder how much they paid. Like it was free for your parents and us. Like I wonder how much they like tickets cost. I don't know. They could be pretty pricey there. Yeah, and they sold out. So that museum is getting some. <laughs> it's getting money. It's not like idle jork here <laughs> where they're just like, please help. We have to remember the Art Institute is not only an art museum. It is also a teaching facility. Oh, yeah, that's true. They, they do have classes. and I think it's kind of neat because sometimes you'll go in there and you'll run into a student working over some piece or something, just sitting on a chair or something. I think that's really neat to see. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a few, like, in the statue, like, some parts of the stuff. They um, were working on, like, sketches and all that stuff for their class and stuff. I was like, huh. Oh, okay. That's what you told me. Oh, this is also, like, a teaching. I was like, oh, I didn't know. That's like, they're just, like, I mean, I guess you could just come in if you really want to. No one's going to stop you. Like, hey, stop drawing that art. Get out of here. I think they have rules related to chairs and things. I think most art galleries actually have rules related to chairs and stuff because it'd be very easy. I mean, you've seen how big some of those panels people work on are to take up most of the gallery by yourself. Yeah, that's true. But they have a lot of places to sit there. So 
you can just like, oh, I'll sit here and I can just draw this picture. Done. So enough mumbling and rambling about that. Let's talk about the movie that we watched a, well, a few weeks ago. But I just want to establish we're going from a discussion of Monet, El Greco, Warhol to a talk about Mayhem, the 2017 movie that nobody particularly asked for. That's too bad. That is the jump we are making. And I'm fine with that. I just want to draw attention to the fact that is the jump we are making. You'll live. All right, just a quick summary. Um, really what it is, is, is there's a thin plot reason to while, while Stephen Gunn and Samara Weaving to kill a whole bunch of uh, suits and lawyers. There's, it's a very thin, there's some sort of virus that makes you immune to laws, yada, yada, yada. And it's a classic killing your way from one floor all the way up. Yoon plays Derek Cho, who's a lawyer who um, it gets screwed out of his job. And then it's this big revenge thing there. He and Samara Weaving are running around with nail guns and hammers and fighting people. And there's some, I mean, there's some really good gore. You were definitely a fan of the gore effects. Oh, yeah. Some good gore. And that was, I mean, the whole point is like a, it wasn't a zombie thing. It was like the thing is called the ID7 or id7 i guess and it's the red eye virus where you lose your what you can just go crazy pretty much like i said it was a very thin reason to allow the two of them to uh pretend to beat up a whole people dressed up like lawyers oh it removes your inhibition and moral integrity integrity resulting in people acting out their darkest impulses which may include murder yeah so that was a that was it was a fun movie. It had no pretensions of any sort of larger message or any sort of anything. This maybe something about the horrors of life in corporate America or something like that. But it really, it was a dude riding around beating up people for for eighty seven minutes. Well, yeah, definitely. It's like, hey, the higher ups don't care about us lowers, and he basically came in on his first day, and you know, he started out low, and then he got himself an office and he has like a secretary he's kind of one of the higher in the chain until something like basically he calls her the siren and they're supposed to be working together on this project and she sells him out and he gets fired by uh one of the i forgot what they call him hr guy well they they're steven brand is playing the boss um and steven brand sides with Carolyn Chikese, and they sent the Reaper to fire him. Yeah, that's the HR guy. He's like, oh no, come on. And they're like, here, sign this papers, and you'll get like a severance package, pretty much. He's like, no, I want my job. And basically, the government comes down, and they have to quarantine inside the building because the red-eye virus is in there, and they're like, hey, you can't come out here and spread it around. So they're in there for like nine or something hours. There's eight, uh, which also works very well for the movie because it builds up this one of the suspense things is is he going to kill the boss before the timer runs out? Yeah. So, and Samara Weaving is in it, and she's uh, her little character like plot line is that she's trying to save a house. I don't know if it's hers necessarily or. It's not really quite clear. I think it was more we didn't really care. But his character says, hey, uh, you can't you can't do something. She didn't have all the right paperwork. And she's like, I'm not really a lawyer. And she's like, oh, you guys are all corporate assholes. And then he gets thrown in because he doesn't want to, you know, abide by the rules. And she also is already down there. She like kind of sucker punches him. And is like, "Ah, oh, you're an ass." But he's like, "Hey, I just got fired by those uh, uppers. You want to go like basically fuck them up?" She's like, "Yeah." And she gets like a stapler gun, and they kind of go on like a little rampage and basically working their way up to the main boss. So they fight uh, the HR guy to get the key to get up to the next level because 
the levels are like you have to have a key to get up to the higher levels. And they eventually get up to where they need a password and a code. So they use the IT guy to like hack into this woman's system to make her come down to give her the key. And she thinks she's playing them, but they actually played her. And they get up to the final boss. And the people that are like at the, the table of nine is basically what they are. And they're like, hey, uh, we're going to side with you. Or we're just going to wait to see how this plays out. And eventually he pushes them off the railing after, you know, they're fighting everything. And he is now the CEO of the company. And he signs Samara Weaving's paper so the family could save their house or whatever she's trying to save. And then he's like, I quit. Bye. And that is the end of the lockdown. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> and now he's a painter. I was doing a little research. It was written by Matthias Caruso, who's an Argentine or Argentinian. I've never found out which one is the right person to call. And that is his second. No, that is his, his first full length feature film produced in 2017. His next feature film was in 2019 called The Witch, and it's in Spanish. So I'm not sure how this gentleman <laughs> went from Argentina to producing the movie, but hey, good for him. It was a fun story. Yeah, I really liked it. I heard it was really good, and I kept seeing it, and I got that free trial on Shudder, and it was on there. So I was like, oh, this will be great. And we watched it. I mean, it was a pretty short movie. It was pretty straightforward. They got right into the action and all that stuff. And it was like a horror action comedy. That's why I'll put it. I think on here it's like a, uh, what does it even say? Uh, like a horror action. It, it was a comedy in there. They had some funny lines and they cracked jokes in there. So I give it a thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. Usually you watch really bad movies, but I was like, I want to enjoy a movie. You know, sometimes you got to change it up. It, it was fun. I also don't know if I'd call it a horror film it was much more of a thriller but that's me and my personal <laughs> vendetta with the use of uh or well it almost could have been an action comedy pretty much the way it was yeah it was it i would say it was much more of action and comedy than it was anything else yeah I mean, unless you're scared of like red eye people trying to kill you, you might be a horror movie, but nah. What do you think about it? You give it a thumbs up? You're a hard critic. I would say it is a fun movie for what it is. You're not going to get much out of it, but it will fill some time in your life, I guess, if you need that. And I mean, it does have some fun ways of people getting killed with construction tools, a number of which are actually ways you could die from a construction tool. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's hard to please him with movies. It has to be, it can't be book based because he's like, oh, he's read every single book, so he's like, oh, this is not it. This is terrible. Nope, nope, that's not it. Nope, this is terrible. What movie did we go? What movie did we go see? A Wrinkle in Time. And I was like, oh, this looks like a good. Movie. It's got Oprah in it. It's Disney. Uh, Ava DuVernay made it. And I mean, it didn't do so well at the box office, but. Didn't do so well at the box office because it wasn't very good. Exactly. So it was based off a book, and Graham didn't really like it. I was like, then why did you come? He usually doesn't go to movies with me and his dad, but I think his dad enjoyed it. It wasn't like a bad movie. I didn't really know what was going on half the time, but she had a bigger budget with this one. Part of it is it's a book that I don't think ports very well to a movie just by based on how it's told i just think it was a fool's errand to attempt to convert it into, into a movie it's just not something that works well for it because of how the story is laid out but disney they can pretty much do whatever they want just here here's millions of dollars do this and she's like all right what director is going to turn down a movie for disney come on now she's she's done a lot of stuff like netflix gave her also a lot of money to do like you know I think she's doing a documentary about Colin Kaepernick and she did uh, Now They See Us, which was huge. I still got to watch it, but it's just <laughs> I have to be in the right state of mind in order so I don't get very angry. <laughs> so one of these days I will start that. Anything else you got on the docket, Graham? 
That MG commercial. Oh, God. Okay, so I watch a lot of YouTube since we don't have cable. And I keep seeing this stupid MG betting commercial with Jamie Foxx. Like, it's almost like every single ad is like, MG, bet with this and that. I was like, look, at first I was like, okay, you know, Jamie Foxx trying to get his bag. But I'm like, ain't he trying to sell to, like, poor people right now? Because nobody got no money like that. We all trying to survive here during this pandemic. Like, we trying to buy groceries, not bet on games just because football's back. But this thing, it's like, guarantee you, after we're done filming this podcast, that that'll be the first ad that pops up. It's like, bet MG Sports. I'm Jamie Foxx. He doesn't say that. But it's just so annoying. And it's like, I could skip the ad, but I still have to sit there for five seconds. All right, I just had to get that off. No, it is really irritating. And I think he's kind of for you because you watch sports stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, damn it, YouTube, stop tracking me. I do watch sports, but do you ever see me betting on anything? Use your algorithm wisely. You're wasting this on me. I like useless ads. I like ones that are not targeted to me. It makes me feel like I'm beating the system somehow. I'm not really beating the system, but it makes me feel like it. But they are definitely going to the wrong person. No one in my family bets. Like, I don't spend money. I think, nope, nope, I can't say that. When we were in New Mexico, we went to the casino because I was trying to stay awake. And we went to, like, the one on the res. We, your dad won us $10 for free. There was, like, some little promotion thing. Like, hey, you spend this, and... You get something like it was had like a frying pan or like a, I don't know, like a meal, stuff like that. And it's like, hey, you get $10 for free. And we're like, oh. but we gambled it. <laughs> and the lady, we're all like just talking to the lady, like, what does stuff? She goes, what do you mean? He's like, aren't these all the same? And she looked offended, like, took one of those, oh. no, do you guys not gamble? And we're like, no, <laughs> we don't. This is why we're asking you. Like, all these machines basically like, is like a woman with big boobs and like lights. That's basically what almost all the machines were. Also, they allowed smoking in there, so I wound up with a killer headache. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about that. I was just it was just people sitting up there and you had a whole bunch of drinks. They had little mini waters because they did not want you to leave. Like they want you to sit there, spend your money. They give you free food. They will spend the money, so you basically spend all of your money. I was like, where'd you get that drink from? You're like, right over there. It's free. I was like, what? They have free pop? Like, yeah, they don't want you to leave. And there was a lady coming around with a cart and just like, oh, would you like anything? I was like, I'll take a couple of those waters, please. <laughs> you know the protocol. She's just supposed to tip the lady. We didn't have any money to tip her with. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I did see people like uh, we were watching some of the big higher state gamblers and at the table and they were like, you know, giving them tips and chipping. Like one guy went over there because there was nobody at her table and like tipped her like a 10 or a five or something like that. Like They were they were trying to spend money at that one table. I was trying to watch. I was like, oh, man, it's the big ballers. It's like, Ooh. There was one table where they were playing, I believe, blackjack and they actually did the thing where they brought more chips from out back with the clear box handcuffed to the guy's hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was kind of cool. They're like, we need more chips. And they just, a big like guy just set it down. I was like, oh, man. I was like, they're getting serious over there. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I don't know how much the, how much money those chips were, but there was a lot of money being risked over there, and presumably lost because the house wins. But yeah, that's the only time we've. Well, I've been to casino other time, but that was just for the lobster tail. But that was the only time I like spent money, and it wasn't even our money. And we came out ahead. We went in with no money to like bet on one ten dollars, and then we came out with like seven dollars and like thirty cents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason, mom kept printing out the little slips because how you cash out now is you it prints out a barcode, and then you scan the barcode and it piles it up and it the machines spits it out to you. Saves on staff, I guess. Mom kept insisting on printing off the five cent little stubs on going, if you just wait a little bit longer. 
<laughs> we would have more money to put on it at Peter Stubbs. Yeah, because I had like five dollars and then like a whole bunch of change to add up for the rest of like the two dollars and like the fifteen cents or whatever. So I just if anybody from YouTube is listening, which I highly doubt, please stop. I, I don't want any more of those ads. It, 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 no ads would be great. That'd be even that'd be even better or I, I, just something else, because that is just getting really annoying. And they're starting to do more like sport ads, like was it dual something, fan duel? I'm like, I'm not spending money on this. I'm like, here's five hundred dollars for free. I'm like, yeah, so you can spend like a thousand dollars. No way. I'll I'll save my money for a PlayStation Five. Thank you. What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's coming out in like another few weeks. I didn't get one because you know my status on the color of it. I want it to be black so it matches my aesthetic. So whenever they do that, and it'll probably be cheaper by then. I don't know. Actually, it might not. So I'm not gonna be one of those people that's in line either. Like that's too much. Maybe I'll get a controller, so I'll have two. I don't know. I'll just have a PlayStation Five controller with nothing. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be it. You're going to buy the controller ahead of time to have it. And then for one reason or another, we'll just never get a PlayStation 5. Maybe you'll finally switch over to Xbox. At the same price. It is black, though. But I'm like, oh. I don't know. I'm so used to PlayStation. I, I mean, I could, but it's literally the exact same price. And it isn't black, so. It's saving you money, so we don't have to spend 500 Well, actually... Let's see. I looked it up. Controllers now are $70 instead of like the 50 or 60. Games are $70, I believe now. Yeah, games jumped up because it's supposed to be all this HD and all this. I'm like, so what if you have an older TV? Will that, uh, should I be able to see the difference if it's clear? Do I need to get a new TV? Do I need to spend another like $300 on the HD TV? You are talking yourself into this. And the answer is no. You do not need to do that. Yes, I do. So I will get another TV with my PlayStation 5. Should they just throw in the TV with your PlayStation 5? Like, here, you're going to need this upgraded TV because I know your broke ass ain't got one. So, Do you understand how capitalism works? <laughs> no, because I'm clearly saying they should just give everybody new high premium, like H super OLED HD TVs, PCPs, ABCs. TVs. <laughs> Are you feeling all right? I am perfectly fine. I am slightly hung. Okay. So we're going to go right into Graham IDK. <sighs> you ready for your word this week? I'm never ready for my word, but let's get it over with. Okay. Your word this week is drip. D-R-I-P. Drip. I'm going to assume water dropping is, is not allowed. Is it an insult for a dumb person? No. Well, there's been this craze of really stupid backronyms. See here. Dumb, reprobate, independent producers. It's an assault for um, bad production companies out in Hollywood. No, uh, you should just stop. <laughs> You're not going to get it. You want to hear the top definition on Urban Dictionary? You know, I really should learn my lesson and allow you to give me the sentence before I guess, but I'm... Too bad, drip, you get it wrong. <clears throat> when your bling is iced out, but that shit melted from your hot bars, <laughs> you got that drip. <laughs> Just another word for... What is it? Immersing in swag. I think that's what it is. And it says, here's the... The example guy one yo that new rapper got that drip guy two for real yo he dripping <laughs> so it's just another word you know he got that drip swag come on you laughed over part of the definition would you read the definite just the definition please 
when your bling is iced out, but that shit melting from your hot bars. You got that. <laughs> Did you say hot bars? Yeah. It said, but that shit melting from your hot bars. <laughs> you got that drink. Why? Why? Your skin's also turned green because all of your gold is just copper with a little yellow metal on top of it. Oh, God. Do people not understand how melting works? It's figuratively, Graham. And how are you going to melt a diamond? First of all, it's like ice. You never heard rappers like, I'm iced out. I got that ice. I got that drip. Because your diamonds are like clear like ice and it's cold and it blinds you. So what does ice do when you spit hot bars? It melts, Graham. It melts. We are so many steps beyond what makes sense anymore. This is just nonsense. This is just taking random words in the English language and slamming them together and then throwing them in my face. Using Urban Dictionary to refer to it the whole time just to really, really kick it. You're just mad because you got it wrong. Just kick you're not spitting out these hot bars. <laughs> that ice. I mean, do you want me to read uh, T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland? I can do that if you want me to. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Damn Your Tall. I'm going to stop Graham because he's lame and he doesn't understand that ice melts from your hot bars. You also got that dream. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and send us an email at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Once again, that is damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Send us some stuff. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Fifi underscore J247. Graham doesn't have any social medias because he's lame. So, yeah, that's the end of our podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you guys later. Also, don't forget to vote because voting's almost here. And we're we're almost there, guys. We're, we're going to make it. Two more weeks. By, this, by the time this comes out, it'll be two more weeks. So we're almost there. Don't forget to go out and vote. Okay, bye. I appreciate how you cheated by cutting off the end of the episode before I could say anything. Too late, it's over. Bye.